Hello, everybody. Taylor Jones here, and welcome into the Woodland Bobcats halftime show. We're joined by two special guests, Coach Armstrong and Coach Armstrong, Coach Jason and Tyson Armstrong, uh, newest additions to the Bobcat coaching staff this fall and twin sons of our head coach, Coach Blair Armstrong. Guys, it's good to finally sit down and have a chat with you. How are you doing today? Doing great. Doing well. And, uh, you know, just like your dad, it was a very short turnaround for you guys. You guys learned about the job and finally came in to help. So how are you enjoying the short time that you've been in Woodland so far? Oh, loving it. This is a lot like what we grew up in, about the same as the high school we went to as well. So small, good community, uh, hardworking kids. They're eager to learn, and we're eager to teach. So it's going good. What are the roles that both of you guys have on this year's staff? Uh, I'm defensive coordinator right now, uh, and we both all are sharing the JV kind of thing. We've always coached JV. Uh, we believe that the JV kids deserve to have the best coaching as well. Uh, we all are kind of juggling the special teams thing and putting coaches where they know best and uh, what they know the most of. Um, and so we're all kind of assisting that. And yeah. it's a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. <laughs> start, start out kind of having a plan of a position and everybody's kind of getting moved around and uh, as far as coaching and everybody helping each other out as much as we can. Yeah, that's really all you can do to really help rebuild a program like this see. as well. And we don't really have a whole lot of uh, turnover from last year's coaching staff, three returning, uh, Coach Wood, Coach Patillo, and, of course, Coach Gay that's been here since the 90s. Mm -hmm. We had a chance to talk with him a little bit last week about everything he's been through. So what's it been like just working with those three guys? Do you feel like you've learned a couple of things from them <laughs> and you felt like uh, you've kind of taught them a, a few things in the short time you've been here? I think any time you meet with a coach that's been doing it for at least 20 years like Coach Gay, he's seen a lot, um, especially with turnover from coaches. So he's seen all kinds of things come in from defense and offense, and I know uh, from special teams aspect. Uh, I think we talk about it all the time about the tradition of Coach Gay being able to say, I played here, my dad played here, now my son. It's just awesome. that's awesome. You don't, there's not a lot of places to do that anymore unless you have a small community where people are really, really loyal. Uh, and loyalty is a big thing nowadays that you don't it, – it's kind of you're in and out all the time. Um, I think him and Coach P, we talk about it too. Like when I think of Woodland now, I think of those two guys. You know, uh, Coach P was telling me how he was somewhere else and somebody called and said something like, hey, you want to come back home? And uh, so here he is. Uh, to see the smiles on his face every day, he's always lit up. Um, and so for me, it's been wonderful uh, getting to know folks. I think we're all trying to G-Haul as best we can, but so far it's been wonderful. Yeah, it's been everybody's really been kind of input in here. Sunday meetings have been fun. Um, it's great to get their perspective on what the kids can and can't do physically and where we are mentally. Because um, we're seeing a lot of people, a lot of the kids change mentally right now, yeah. which is huge for us. And so that's where I stand. I'm, that's yeah, it's pretty, that. it's pretty much the same thing. They know the kids, and we didn't come in. Um, so initially meeting and talking about what kids are coming out, what kids are walking the hall that have played in the past and – haven't the last year or so maybe, and uh, uh, they really were uh, pulling those kids out, and, and they've, they've come out. So uh, that their knowledge of the kids and the closeness with the kids, their relationship with the kids has been uh, kind of more the same that uh, we've experienced with them too, good kids. I, I, we talk about it all the time, how good kids they are. Yeah, there's a deep, I think there's a deep respect. Um, and, and you see it with Coach Wood too, but because Coach Gay's been here a long time, and I think because people know Coach P – so well, the, there's a deep, there's a different look, a different respect when they're talking. There's, you know, I don't think the kids would even think twice about, you know, saying anything when Coach K speaks. It's, yeah. He doesn't have to do a lot of screaming and yelling because when he talks, they all know who he is. Yeah. 
And so that helps us a lot, being new. Um, so, but it's been, it's been good. We're talking with Jason and Tyson Armstrong here on the Women Bobcats Halftime Report. One of the things that I read up on your dad after I found out that he got hired and, of course, being the media person that we are, we try to snoop around and try to get as much dirt on him as we can. We read an article from, uh, from when you guys were down in Tallahassee before he moved up to Alabama about how he really enjoyed rebuilding programs. See, it was rare that he had taken over a program that was above 500, and that was something that Mr. Waits alluded to as well when we talked to him right after the hire was made. So do you guys really share that same fire? And if so, what are some things that you kind of do to build sparks and programs like that? I think it's been um, – I think it just has a lot to do with how he was raised and he was forced at a young age to kind of do some things that a lot of 14-year-olds don't get a chance to do. Um, but he just kind of instilled that in us. We've kind of witnessed it through the years. We were at a school in high school that wasn't a complete rebuild. Um, but in the previous years, hadn't done as well. And him along with a good coaching staff, a lot like the staff we have here, um, just believed in core values of discipline, hard work, teamwork, toughness. Um, not from a standpoint of just being physically tough because we weren't big. We only had 23 players. But mentally, we never thought we were out of a game. It didn't matter who we were playing. Um, you know, in several of the years of the rebuild programs that I've been fortunate enough to been with him, um, it's been more along the lines of the effort and attitude part rather than the talent part. Um, you just can't coach the heart. You can't coach effort. And so uh, I think he's done it. I think he's always been really good at motivating kids. I think he had to do that growing up with his brothers and sisters at a young age because he was the oldest of five. And so uh, that's been tough. I think he had to grow up fast, going to college, working on the farm, coming back, and still helping my grandma with the, with the kids and all. So, uh, But, I, yeah, just the mental side of things I think is really big. He's always been big about mental toughness. I don't know that I don't – a time in my life remember going through something at school or even college calling him saying – you know, you pray about it and just get through it. But it was never – I never felt like there was ever – there was never any quit in him, ever. And so uh, I think that's been the biggest thing in the programs that I've been a part of yeah. with him. Yeah, I think the rebuilding thing is there uh, also being a, an educator, um, seeing that light come on. You have kids that have played football maybe all their life, um, some that are new to the sport, even being sophomores, never played the game before. And seeing that light come on, um, maybe that's part of the – the rebuild, you know, working with kids that might not have been around it or been coached um, or even played. So, yeah, I think it's in, in yeah, the blood, it, so to speak. It's, it's nice yeah. to see that. I, you know, like, don't want to call it an underdog, but you kind of root for, you know. Well, if you don't know, you don't know. And handling the questions. we got several kids ask questions today. Yeah. And at, at first, my initial reaction is like, what? Yeah. But if you don't know, you don't know. And so them asking questions means they want to learn. Yeah. And I think that's in school. If you want to learn your times tables, you're going to do it. If you don't, then you're not. Yeah. And so I think he's been a very good educator. That's a very good point. Yeah. And you guys have you know, been around the block a few times, coaching at a few different places. So I guess the question I have now is what made you want to get into coaching and where are the stops you guys have had along the way before you got here? <laughs> yeah, I, I can. I, mine's, pretty, mine's a lot shorter than Jason's is. Um, I, I kind of fought with it, um, probably more side of the, the teaching part. Um, I did a lot of construction work, so uh, I, he he kind of pulled me in a little later. I did I coached two years with him, and then got out of coaching for five, and then got back into it. So I was kind of catching up with these guys, listening to them play in a state championship in Florida, which really kind of they were down there. I was in Georgia, and it was like you know I really miss coaching. And we were fortunate enough to coach the next year together, and uh, I guess ever since then, even a little bit more distance, coaching elsewhere, and then being together. But uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, it's kind of hard to answer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't want to get into coaching at all just because I knew the – you know, I, I felt like I kind of gave some teachers some trouble when I was in high school. And yeah. so, after finishing playing a little bit of college ball, I was kind of over it. Um, and I was kind of doing the same thing, working a little construction job, living in Tallahassee, and didn't really have a direction. Um, I'd gone to school a little bit, but wasn't sure the college thing was for me anymore. Thought I could make some money. That didn't work out too well. And so he was sending me game film in 2005 at Peachtree Ridge, his first year there, and just saying, hey, what do you think about this? we got some good athletes. I think we're going to be pretty good. And, uh, long story short, he called me up in the summer of 2005 and said, look, I found you a job if you'd be willing to move here and help me coach. I'm like, eh. I don't want to coach. And the job was at a sports performance gym, which I thought, hey, I ain't got to swing a hammer. You know, I can still work with kids and get back into at least the sports side of things. And I ended up just helping him on Friday nights and getting to practice when I could, which wasn't much because of the job. Uh, and that first year we went to the state championship, and I was hooked. Um, and being with him, you know, a lot of kids don't get to say they're with their fathers every single day um, at our age. Yeah, that never gets And so the last 14 years, I mean, I get to hang out with my dad. That's, that's special. Yeah, I'm sure winning that state championship really, you know, helped help things. Man, you know, and, and he won one back, I guess, when we were one years old. And, yeah. um, you know, in 82, his alma mater, and then winning that one. And then in 2013-14, we were fortunate enough to go back again at another rebuild situation with a bunch of great kids and a lot of community just like this. Yeah. Um, and uh, unfortunately, we didn't. We were on the wrong side of that. and uh, It was the worst pain ever. But – getting that far and seeing the light bulb come on with those kids. And those are kids that I keep in touch with to this day, you know. Um, but, yeah, so it's it's been a, it's been crazy. I wouldn't trade it for nothing. I love it. This is the Woodland Bobcats halftime show. We're talking with coaches Jason and Tyson Armstrong here on the football coaching staff here at Woodland High School. You talked about winning a state championship. You talked about coaching with your dad. You talked about, you know, really seeing the light bulb come on. Uh, what are some more goals that you have as being a coach and what are some more goals that you have reached in being a coach? Yeah, I want to steal from a, a fellow coach that I talk to um, uh, every week, basically. Um, great guy we've coached with before. And he mentioned being a lifer um, as far as being a coach. I think we are encouraging kids to learn, um, but we should continue to learn. Um, be a lifelong learner. I think none of us know everything. Um, biggest goal for me personally as a coach is to continue to learn so uh, be prepared to teach the kids they have questions you can answer them um yeah being a lifer I think is one of the huge goals for me every every chance you get uh to be better as a coach you don't know everything you can always learn something from someone else open-minded yeah it's something we talk about daily whether I'm riding with him up or on the weekends um is constantly talking about where we going in the offseason for a clinic um, bouncing ideas off each other, him calling me up and saying, hey, what do you think if we did this with our defensive end this week? Um, I think I, that's big, the lifer thing, the comment, and we're good friends with this fellow coach too, and so uh, he's a lifer. Yeah, he is. Um, and so I agree with that. I think that's huge, being able to teach, um, you know, and answering the whys. We want our kids to, 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 to ask why, not just, hey, go line up over there. You know, being able to give them a foundation um, so we can continue to build and, and put ourselves in a better chance to win um, and putting the kids in a better chance to win instead of just handicapping them, sort of speaking, just saying, hey, the whistle blows, go. Uh, but having a purpose and, and being intentional about what we're doing, um, I think that's, that's big. That's, 
I think that leads to a second goal that probably should mention first that, um, you know, teaching them that whether you win a football game or you lose a football game, it's a fight and life is like that. You're going to have up and downs. Um, and we tell, I, I know, I've heard other coaches on our staff saying the same thing. Life's tough, um, you know, and you're not going to win and get your way every time, but you got to wake up and you got to go to work. So uh, that's, that's another goal. I think passing them off as being, uh, showing a good man, uh, us being moral. Uh, trying to be a good role model for them to grow up and be men, good husbands, that kind of thing. So, Absolutely. Uh, good fathers, everything. I agree. And that's what we work on every day. It's, a, it's an everyday struggle for every man. So. Yeah. That's, and that's personal, for, I think, should be for everybody, especially in, ed, in education. Um, as far as personal go, coaching goals, I mean, hopefully we'll get to spend, you know, many years with coaching with dad. And, yeah. and if things, you know, if we get promoted or whatever we get to do, we'll go after it. I didn't yeah. want to be – I never wanted to be a coordinator. I just wanted to be – I didn't uh, – just let – As long just, as you're here, it's I, okay. Yeah, and so then it was, you know, dad pushing me and saying – he never he never once said, you're going to be – you're going to do this. He left it out of the – he said, look, if you want to do it, you got to learn. And so being a student of the game yes. um, and just like with our kids, having them watch more huddle, um, having them make sure they understand the prep and listen to everything instead of just getting through and surviving. Yes. So easy in life just to go through. Yeah. Today I wake up, I just trying to learn and get better at everything yeah. we do. Um, you know, as a father, I, yeah. every day I learn. Yeah. My two-year-old teaches me something every day. Yeah. And so, um, but, yeah, I mean, just to move up and to continue to help kids grow. And if there's stress enough, you're going to grow mentally and physically. And so good stress, bad stress. Stress is a bad word in my, in my vocabulary. But that's how we grow. We stretch, we grow. So yeah. I think that's the mental thing and. um but yeah, goal one day maybe, maybe lead from a different from a different perspective. But we'll see. Yeah. It's a challenge, and we love it. Yeah. And since he's not in the room with us, I know you guys have played under him, yeah. you've coached under your dad, Coach Armstrong here. Uh, any funny stories or just very interesting stories you have on him from your time as a player and just coaching with him? Man, I, you know, and now it's been so long ago. I'm sure that it's you know things change. You know, stories get. I think it was. Maybe our sophomore year in high school with the – I don't think our high school team had ever heard him scream. Yeah. And I don't know that it was – I think we won. I think it was after the Greensboro game. Maybe so. We had this heroic win at 32-31. to We were down, what, 31-18 at halftime. And somehow managed to come back and win the game. And we were all happy. and We always had this thing where we came under the goalpost and held hands. And it was a tradition that was there before that he wanted to keep. And uh, he was like – Everybody's quiet, and all of a sudden, he just loses it. We're like, we won. It's like, we gave up 31 points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was still a life lesson, and uh, we went on to win the district championship that year for the first time, I guess, in school history. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, funny, I don't know. Um, I don't know if there's been a lot of slams. Mine He's not one of those. To, somebody played a – Coach Cleese played a joke on him or something years ago, and he got him back, but I don't remember what that was. Um you can't prank him. He is. He'll get you back. Player. He'll wait around. Yeah. He'll wait six months and get you now. It's have, not, to, have to write that down. Yes. Oh man, I'm telling you. And I think I got some of that. I used to be that way too. Yeah. Uh, but he is one of those that'll get you. He'll remember. Uh, Mine goes back to being in like fourth grade. Uh, him as the coach. Uh, you know, we'd start out watching NFL football games on oh, Sunday, sure. and at halftime, no more watching. We'd be in the yard, and we played a game called interception game, and I just. Him coaching us up and us tearing at each other, which we always did as kids. And uh, that, that goes back really far for me. I think um, even in play, as we got older, it slowed the game down a little bit um, because we were so used to going at it. We were so used to competition. Um, 
but playing underneath him, man, I mean, he was probably harder on us than he was. He didn't want it to to uh, be different on the field. Uh, we didn't call him dad. It was Coach Armstrong. Um, and, yep. uh, he was consistent. He's always been consistent with us. Um, it was a joy. It was a joy. And we had an amazing coaching staff that, that uh, worked for him. And uh, I'm sure there are plenty of funny stories that we yeah. could think of and we'll probably think of it as we walk he out. He used to roll us around as kids. Mom used to tell him you're being too rough with him. He's like, no, no, they're going to be tough. If anything, they're going to be tough. And so uh, definitely prepared us um, for life. This is the Woodland Bobcats halftime show. Coach Jason Tyson Armstrong joining us. And we can't let this interview end without talking about this year's Woodland Bobcat team. Uh, just, you know, being on the outside, looking in, seeing how the last couple of years have gone and seeing just how things have really already beginning to turn around, in my opinion. Just in the last couple of weeks that you've been here, we've seen a number of players jump to nearly double in size. We see a lot more fight in this team. We see a lot of players out there not wanting to give up, knowing that, you know, this is this is a band of brothers that they have. Um, so just looking at it from a coaching standpoint, how much progress have you seen this team make since arriving? Man, I'll cut to something that uh, Coach Jason said one day to him about how close they all are. Um, I think that was immediate uh, to, to us. That might have been week one that I said. Yeah, yeah just seeing how they care for each other, how they pull together. Um, man, progress in everything um, from work ethic uh, to responding to the coaching. Um, not that it was ever bad, which was, it was a very positive thing for us. Um, working together, helping each other up, watching some older guys coach up some younger kids. Um, that means that that's, that's huge for me. Um, you know, uh, pushing each other along, competing with one another. It's hard to translate practice to the game field when you don't have – you know, five Dale Robertsons going against each other, Uh, five Austin champions going against each other. Um, They're really having to compete and push each other. Practice tempo has increased through everybody. So work in progress every day? Yeah, it is. Um, Man, yeah, the the camaraderie that was already here, it seems like the glue is even tighter. Yeah. Um, They're just good kids. They love each other. They play for each other. That's one of the biggest things, I think. Yeah, I think we're starting to pull out some competition with some of the kids, too. It's real easy, like you said, for, you know, if, if Brock Edwards goes against Briar Morris, then it's one-on-one. Neither one of them want to lose to each other. But as soon as you flip that and put Briar against somebody else that Briar might be a little bit older or faster, then that competition level changes. And so trying to get them to understand that we can't play down to certain things. we got to play fast all the time. Um, I'm like you seeing them uh, – I think they were already close – but now it's starting to get to where when one of the kids isn't kind of pulling their own weight, one of their buddies that's known them since kindergarten can turn around and say, hey, man, pick it up. And there's not a lot of, you know, recoil from that. It's okay or nothing at all. And the next play they go faster. Um, one thing stuck out in my mind this week, we were running conditioning. And one of our players that typically doesn't – he's got a lot of talent. He doesn't put forth the effort a lot of times in practice because he knows that he doesn't have a lot of competition. And we were getting on to him as he touched the line and went and we're telling him to catch the next guy. Man, and he let out. And I think it's the hardest I've seen him run. And uh, I don't know that would have come out had it not been the way that the other players have kind of carried him to. Um, I think coaching is a big thing. The coaches that are here are still um, consistent with how um, they were doing things in the past. I just think that it's the loyalties and the change. Anytime you get a change, if you don't got a big senior group that loves football, you're, you're starting over. Um, so we're asking what seven sophomores started last week. That that's tough, and so um, yeah. those sophomores that are playing a lot are kind of catapulted into being more of a uh, uh, verbal 
and physical leader as far as practice and whatnot. Um, but our seniors have done a great job. I think Lar- uh, I think uh, Warren's the only one that's uh, new to the school. Um, I think Jacob's come back out now and helped yeah. a little bit. And him and his brother have been huge. Yeah. Um, several other key things that have happened uh, during practice and during games. I mean, Friday night, Brock's having a great night, running the ball hard, showing mental toughness, physical toughness, and he kind of gets a little aggravated at something, and then he's kind of getting upset in the huddle, and a couple good, guys, yeah. couple kids say something to him, and he's like, I'm good. Yeah. And so we're able to, uh, you know, flush it and move on, so to speak. Uh, that's huge. Anytime that you can move on to the next play. Yeah. And we always say in that next play, next six seconds, yeah. next six seconds. And yeah. so um, there's definitely been a lot of progress. The mental side, our JV team is, yeah. man, it, it's night and day. Yeah. Um, and we got to get more numbers. Um, but I think there's a big positive, positive uh, vibe going on right now, and it yeah. feels good. It does. I hope we can keep building on it. It's been fun. That's one thing that I've noticed, one thing T.A. and I have noticed too, and even you know, talking with your dad on his show each week, he says, I know that the scoreboard may not reflect it. I know the stat sheets may not reflect it, but we can tell a difference. Yeah. And I know you guys can see it, and I know some fans out there do too. You brought up the fact that there were how many, how many sophomores that started last week? There were I think handful, seven started. About seven sophomores, and you know I look at the the offensive line with Eli Rollins and yeah. Mick Bailey, Justice Herring, some of those young guys, and even uh, Matthew Butler and Brock Edwards juniors. I mean, they're still the quote unquote young guys of this team. Yeah. There's a lot of youth on this team. Uh, Luca Brown's really we've really seen his role on both sides of the ball yes, really sir. grow. Yeah in the last couple of weeks too. So just those young guys, do you really see them setting a good foundation now for what this program can be? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think as long as the seniors continue to do what they're doing now, regardless of what happens the rest of the season, regardless, um, I think that's going to catapult it even more. But, yes, definitely. we got some kids, sophomore kids, um, that are doing a lot of playing like Luca. Um, who's kind of at first we were kind of like, ooh, and it's kind of gone up and down, but he's gotten consistent. He's gotten more, uh, I think, confidence. I don't know that he knew he could do what he could do. Yeah. And so, and you're young as a sophomore. If you don't get a lot of playing time as a freshman, man, this is a whole other speed. And so I definitely think that we, yes, with the numbers of sophomores we got, if we can kind of duplicate that going down, um, we can get some more juniors out next year to be upcoming seniors. Uh, with what our seniors have done now, uh, building that kind of foundation, yes, I definitely think so. The fundamental side of things. When we get a full off season into this thing too, yeah, and get time to spend time with them and go to other sporting events and show our face and be there for them, um, I think that's huge because I think this community is is tight, and I think it's just going to get even tighter. Some of those young players don't have a lot of experience playing. We're asking them to do a lot. You know, you got your Smithermans. I don't think I don't think he's played at all. I don't know if he's ever played down football. And he's he's one of those that are he's always asking a question. He's wanting to learn. He's a team player. Um, those younger guys. Yeah, we're asking them to do a lot. And, uh, some of them, two of them that were out, you know, they'll bring a punch. And uh, yeah. we missed them at Ohatchee. We really did. And uh, we had to move some guys around to play other positions. And I, that's one of the things I noticed, too. You know, Ohatchee's a really good football team. And uh, we had to move some guys around complete different positions, different teaching throughout the week. And they really, uh, they really didn't complain or, or ask any questions in a negative way. They, they uh, assumed the role, some juniors. Yep. Um, and uh, that's – that, that's exciting to see the kids just kind of go wherever wherever you need me, coach. Yeah. Whatever we got to do, show up and fight. Um, and uh, yeah, those the sophomores that heavy class. That's yeah, from a football class from a football there. standpoint too, the foundation of that of knowledge. Yeah. Um, we're just, we're pulling out this prior knowledge that in some kids is a lot, and other kids not much at all. Yeah. And so next year, those kids will have even more. Um, 
And whether or not we we're able to build on the scheme or not, um, we did. We put a lot of different players in different positions and even swapping it from weak to strong this week, sort of, we kind of don't call it that, but this past week against Ohachi, who I will say again is a very good football team, yeah. um, well coached, disciplined. But um, we, we asked them to do a lot. We really did. The scheme wasn't – it was set to stop what they were doing, but you got to have a lot of bodies. Um, but I definitely think the foundation is, is going to be – it's going to be nice. It really is. We've got a lot to look forward to, not only this season, but uh, many seasons to go, uh, especially thanks to Coach Jason and Tyson and his dad and everybody else on staff for doing what they do and the players for coming out and giving their all for the orange and blue. It's a lot of fun to watch each week. Guys, it was a great conversation. I hate to end it because I felt like we were having such a good time going <laughs> yes, back and forth. Yes, and uh, I feel like I've learned a lot, not only about you two, but just, you know, some things going on behind the scenes here at Woodland, even a little bit more about your dad, too. So thanks again for uh, taking time out, talking with us today, and we look forward to seeing you down the road. Thank you, Terry. Thank, Thank you for what y'all do, man. Go yeah. Bobcats. Go Bobcats. Hey, go Bobcats.